Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Rebounds TV with Calvin and Barry. Just two crazy fans of the Sacramento Kings and they sharing their opinion. So be sure that you subscribe. It's for the fans, by the fans. Whether you chilling on the couch or wilding in the stands. For laid back conversations about the Kings, subscribe here. Staying down until we come up thinking this gonna be our year. We're here drinking beer, talking about the Kings. Be sure you subscribe so you can hear that bell ring. Yeah. The Kings won, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, the Kings won, yeah. The Sacramento Kings, oh, yeah, the Kings won, yeah. Fox is so fast. Southern us is so strong, yeah. Coach Mike is so smart, yeah. They're the playoff bound, yeah. What's up, Kings fans? Welcome back to Royal Rebounds, a Sacramento Kings YouTube channel for fans, by fans. If you're a Kings fan, smash up that like button. If you're excited about this win tonight, smash up that like button. If you're here drinking beers with Calvin and I, smash up that like button. And please hit that subscribe button. Man, Calvin, the Kings get a win. Dude, we're above 500. This is a crazy, crazy simulation we're living in tonight, Calvin. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. Happy Taco Tuesday. I'm at a loss for words, Barry. I really am. I really don't know what I just watched. <laughs> right, right. It's it's really crazy, man. I'm telling you, fellas, you're gonna want that cowbell. You're gonna want that cowbell, Calvin. That's what we need. We want that cowbell. Guess what? I got a fever, and the only prescription is more cowbell. More cowbell, more Calvin. Cowbell. We gotta hear it. You got Medello the for the on. win. Like Gotham says, Medello for the win. We got the cowbell ringing. More fucking cowbell. More effing cowbell and more effing likes. Smash up that like button. Dude, the Kings were giving away, partnered with Kaiser Permanente, 5,000 Band-Aids tonight at the game. If you got one of those, let us know. Send us some pictures. Tag us uh, on Twitter at Royal underscore Rebounds. Uh, we don't have the official ones, Calvin, but this Hello Kitty one's looking pretty good, dude. Do I look like Malik Monk right now? Not quite, but we're working on it. We're working on it. <laughs> We're working on it. Well, welcome in, everybody. Uh, we're having a lot of fun tonight, and we got a fun show for you guys. The Kings beat down the Brooklyn Nets tonight. 153. I can't believe that, Calvin. 153 <laughs> to 121 over the Brooklyn Nets, and they are officially, Calvin, above 500. It's 7-6. and six. Yes, sir. It's beautiful. It is absolutely beautiful. The Clippers lost tonight as well, so the Kings leapfrogged them in the standings. Take a look at this, Cal. Take take a look here, dude. 
we are officially in the eighth spot, dude. We're in the playoffs, not the play-in. We're in the playoffs, dude. Look at that. Playoffs. Look at that. We got to enjoy that while we can. But Kevin, tell me your first thoughts on the game tonight because we got a lot to unpack here, but give me your first thoughts. Man, just like you just said about a lot to unpack, there's a lot to unpack in my first thoughts. I'm not really even sure where to begin. I, I mean, the Kings were, to quote, Mark Jones hotter than fish grease tonight, right? They could not miss. I've never, I shouldn't say never, but I I haven't seen a team shoot like that in a very long time. What did I tell you, Barry, during the game? This looked like a matchup of two high school teams (laughs) where one had, you know, one of the most sought sought after high school recruits in the country, but nobody else on their team. And the other team was one of the best high school teams in the country. The Kings just did whatever they wanted, whenever they wanted. Whether it was go inside to Sabonis, he couldn't be stopped. The ball was moving like crazy. Uh, Even the defense, they were rotating, they were contesting shots, challenging shots at the three-point line, creating turnovers. Terrence Davis absolutely balled out. I mean, the Kings did nothing in, you know, with a grain of salt, nothing wrong in this game. It was truly <laughs> incredible to watch on a national stage when they finally are getting some recognition. Think things could not be going any better for the Sacramento Kings at this point, which I don't know if it's terrifying or wonderful. I, I'm not sure which to say at this point. <laughs> dude, it's wonderful, man. It, it feels great. Uh, but you're right, dude. Terrence Davis put on his best Victor Wambayama impression tonight, uh, scoring seven threes in this game, 31 points. Absolutely huge game for him. We'll dive here into the box score in a second. But we got to say what's up to everybody in the chat, dude. We got all of our legit Kings fans in here. We got Matthew here. We got Jay Drew, Brian, Greg, Callum, Ninja Style, Alfie Man, Mr. California Roll, Tito, DJ Freshy. Welcome in, everybody, and, and everybody else I didn't mention. Connor, Charlie, Gotham. Thank you guys so much. Hopefully, you guys had a wonderful night watching this game. Uh, two in uh, the Kings, Dab Rab, Light the Beam, Joey. The Kings absolutely killed it tonight on national television, Calvin. And we'll talk about that here in a little bit, um, you know, and the importance of that and and stuff like that. Uh, Somebody in here said they were getting a coconut porter. Oh, it was Matthew. Hopefully you're having uh, 53 of those. But uh, I got to say, coconut porter, put a little shot of vanilla vodka in that thing. It Mm, is good stuff right there. Delicious stuff. Shout out here to Callum <laughs> for adding here into the beer fund. Thank you, Callum. Yes, we all appreciate the super chats. You. Thank you. Gothans adding into the beer fund here. We got Asha adding into the beer fund. Thank you, Asha. We appreciate it. Uh, the beers are expensive here in Hawaii, so we appreciate all your guys' support. It definitely helps uh, running this channel a, a little bit easier. <laughs> but, um, yeah, absolute killer game for the Sacramento Kings. No Kyrie Irving tonight. And the Nets honestly just look lost. <laughs> they look lost, Calvin. Uh, you know, you get they the do. usual 27 points from Kevin Durant, but what else does this team have, right? I know a lot of Kings fans were watching this game, probably looking at Ben Simmons, right, as a potential trade candidate. Yes, Bouncer, I know you're late again, um, but we're looking at you. <laughs> we're talking about you. 
Um, but yeah, seriously, Ben Simmons looked lost. The Nets looked lost out there. The Kings continued to get to the rim. They dish it inside of Sabonis. Sabonis is taking people one-on-one. -on -one. They're afraid to double-team him because he's such a good passer and he's kicking it out. And the Kings are shooting 50% from three-point range. This was, a, this was a dream. This was a dream for me, Calvin. Th that's all I can put it at. It's on a Taco Tuesday. Uh, can it get any better than this? <laughs> Well, the only way it could get better than this is, you know, beating the Lakers like this to make the playoffs or something like that, or, or winning a playoff series against the Lakers in this kind of fashion. It's, it really is mind blowing right now. I mean, it's hard to kind of keep things in perspective yet. Yeah, I'm seeing Tito here in the chat. Even Holmes made a three tonight. It was absolutely ridiculous. Like I, the Nets, I really don't know how to grade this game because the Nets actually had come into this game playing much better defenses of late. The Kings had more wide open threes in this game than I've ever seen in an NBA game. It was just ridiculous. It was like shooting practice, shoot around. So obviously the Kings played a phenomenal game and you should not discredit that. But man, I don't know what's going on in Brooklyn. Kevin Durant looked very, very frustrated yep. in this game. It was just wide open shot after wide open shot. I think this is just, again, Mike Brown's system kind of coming to fruition here, finally getting the rotation down to the guys that he trusts, uh, playing fast, moving the ball, and knocking down outside shots. They're a very, very tough team to beat when they do that. doesn't matter who they're playing. They are. You know, I, I almost thought that Steve Nash was still the coach of the Nets tonight, and they're trying to get him fired uh, and just not giving any effort out there tonight. But I, I don't know what their excuse is. Honestly, I, I don't know what their excuse is at all. Uh, Jim, I see you here. Thank you for joining in, Jim. Asha, Lane, welcome in, everybody. Uh, Vang, Tito, welcome in. Dirt and Rust, thank you guys so much for joining in here. Key Kings, Jeff the Lefty. We got all the, all the OGs in here tonight, Calvin. Um, and somebody yeah, says, do. uh, Kenny and Charles are shitting all over the Kings right now. <laughs> I, I actually paused it. So I'm going to, I'm going to watch that after this stream is over, but I'm enjoying Jay my Drew moment. says Shaq is on board though, says the Kings will make the playoffs. So yeah, the which Shaq, by the Sacramento, way, Sacramento Kings, dude, he we, knows. we gotta, we gotta point this out here, Barry. I'm wearing a Royal rebounds and the streak t-shirt. I like it. I like you guys it. don't want to be caught without one of these shirts when the Kings finally break the 16-year drought. Get on RoyalRebounds.com and get yourself an End the Streak t-shirt before it's too late. 100%. 100%. Couldn't say better. We got the beam team, dude. We're lighting the beam tonight. We got the Band-Aids going. The Kings are winning basketball games. Calvin, it feels great, man. It, it feels it feels incredible. I, I think I might just take all day off tomorrow, man. I, I might just call in sick. <laughs> I'm going to take the whole day off because you know ESPN's going to finally, finally be talking about the Sacramento Kings because, uh, I mean, they can't, they can't not talk about us, right? We just threw down the nets, 153 points. I, I'll have to check the whole standings here, but this is probably the highest scoring game of the season. Um, unless you know, it's any definitely of these the highest scoring in regulation. I would yeah, unless they involve you know the Charlotte that. Hornets or sure. something like that. But you know, this was an absolute incredible performance for the Sacramento Kings tonight on national television.
That, that's important. And we'll talk about that here in a little bit. Uh, shout out to Lane here. Lane, appreciate the beer money. Uh, we got Richard here, Joseph, uh, Matthew, Bench Matthew, Rafi. Thank you guys so much for joining in. Let's go ahead and get started here. Calvin, um, I want to talk a little bit about the box score. So it's it's so much fun to talk about. Honestly, it's a big box score. <laughs> it's it's more fun to talk about uh, right now than it has been in the past. So Kings officially win tonight. They win 153-121 over the Brooklyn Nets. I mentioned Kyrie Irving was not available for this game. He's still suspended. This marks his seventh game that he's missed uh, since the since the suspension. Um, and also, I want to mention going into this game, the Kings were fifth in the league in three pointers made. Uh, this might have moved them up to fourth because they made a ton of threes tonight. <laughs> they made a crap. And uh, they currently have the sixth ranked offense in the league. They scored 153 points tonight. Definitely helps out our point differential. Potentially moves us up to fifth offense. And then also I want to throw out that the Nets are the worst defensive rebounding team in the NBA. Uh, and that, dude, this is the perfect matchup for the Sacramento Kings, a team that struggled rebounding oh, yes. over the past few years. They've gotten much better this season. On the first play of this game, the Kings get three whacks at it with two offensive rebounds. They continue to rebound well in this game, and they get the victory. So let's jump here into the box score. DeMontis Sabonis, all these starters didn't play a ton of minutes tonight. And why would you when you're up 40 for the majority yeah. of this game? Uh, yeah. Sabonis plays 28 minutes tonight, 17 points, 7 rebounds, 7 assists. And Calvin, check this out. Six of six from the field. This dude was shooting 100% on the game. <laughs> Unfortunately, picked up four personal fouls. But they just kept feeding him the ball down low. And either oh, you yeah. take it right to the basket, get an easy bucket, get fouled, or you kick it out to a three-point shooter for one of those seven assists. So this was a dream game for DeMontis Sabonis. It was. It, was, it looked a little bit like... Uh, you know, teams trying to defend Shaq in the past, just not being able to have anybody with the size or strength inside. They had to, you know, basically jump on his back in order to to ensure that he wasn't going to get an and one. Uh, he was uh, all worldly inside. They they had absolutely no answer for him. They had no answer for most of the Kings, though. Shout out to uh, we got a couple other people here joining in. Ivan, welcome, Ivan. Kristen, thank you. Jay Scott. Uh, we got, uh, I think I said Rafi already Soto. Oh, we got another super chat in here from lane. Appreciate the beer money. Uh, it appears to me that lane and Asha are currently in a battle for who can give us more. the largest super chat. Uh, lane is currently winning, uh, by 99 cents. So shout out to lane here. Um, better try next time. Asha. Anyways, back to the box score here. Harrison Barnes, 21 minutes for him tonight. Five of eight shooting from the field. 15, or sorry, 16 points, four rebounds, and three assists. Uh, Keegan Murray was dealing with, uh, I, I think it was a sore back here. 12 minutes for him, four points, three rebounds, uh, 14 points for De'Aaron Fox, nine assists in 24 minutes. And, and just take these numbers lightly tonight because a lot of these starters did not play big minutes because the Kings were up uh, big in this game. Kevin Herter, 30 minutes for him. Dude, this guy just kept hitting three-point shots. I'm surprised he only made five threes tonight. 19 points for him. Uh, shout out to Kevin, man. Kevin has been absolutely killing it for these Sacramento Kings. 12 points off the bench for Trey Lyles. Uh, we, we basically played the whole team tonight, Calvin. Metu played, KZ played, Alex Len. 
Rashawn Holmes played. We see saw Rashawn Holmes hit a three late in this game. Dude, as soon as that he went did. down, you're like, everybody's making threes tonight. Come on, Rashawn. It's there's some in the water, I guess. We got to see I mean, Dally look, play. You you know that you're you're beating the crap out of a team. <laughs> When don't get me wrong, I like KZ, but you know you're beating the crap out of a team when you give him the ball and clear it out and say, "Okay, KZ, go to the basket and score." This they just could not stop him. Could not stop him. Asha says Lane better be wearing a Band-Aid, otherwise she wins. Uh, yeah, shout out to Asha. Thank you for the Band-Aids. Um, anyways, uh, <laughs> Davion Mitchell played tonight. Terrence Davis. We'll talk about him. He's obviously the king of the night tonight. And then Malik Monk played as well, 15 points um, in 17 minutes for him, and then 31 points for Terrence Davis, 7 to 10 from three-point range. The dude was on fire tonight. He shot incredibly, incredibly well. And then as far as the Brooklyn Nets go, 27 points for uh, Kevin Durant, 18 points for, uh, who's this guy, Eric Sumner? Oh, no, Edmund Sumner. Edmund, um, Edmund. and uh 11 oh, points dude God i don't even recognize all you, these man. people dude i don't even recognize a lot of these people uh they're trash man uh, all i gotta say calvin is on sunday we took out steph curry tonight we took out seth curry who's next dude they throwing del curry at us because uh <laughs> they're throwing curry at us and we're making dinner man we're making dinner <laughs> Shout out to Asha here. Yeah. Asha, we appreciate it. She sent out another chat. She <laughs> took the Uno reverse card out on lane. Uh, appreciate you, Asha. And then Gotham. Gotham comes out of nowhere with the super Man. chat. He's uh, he's Shout swinging out. the bags you, around sir. tonight. We got a winner, Calvin. We got a winner. My goodness. Hey, My goodness. We appreciate you all for watching. You know, we really appreciate the super chats. Um, but we understand, you know, a lot of people can't afford super chats. That's cool, man. Just smash up that like button. We got 80 yeah. people watching. We got 38 likes. Hit that like button. The Sacramento Kings are undefeated when we get 50 likes during a live. Uh, we might have to up that here pretty soon, but uh, 50 sounds pretty good to me. Um, as far as the team stats go, Calvin, anything that really stood out to you tonight other than the shooting percentage? <laughs> well, it's the three-point <laughs> shooting, man. I mean, how could you not say that that is, is what stands out? Uh, they just they could not miss. They absolutely could not miss. Uh, 20 of 41. It's just, it's remarkable. Absolutely remarkable. But, uh, sorry, I got some advertisements going off in here. It's, it's messing me up. Points in the pain, I think is another big one for me. Uh, Sacramento was 66, which that's not a surprising number at this point. They always want to attack the paint, but they give up a ton of points in the paint. Uh, and tonight only 44. I realize the Nets don't really have an inside threat, but, uh, I think I saw somebody in the chat say that the Kings defense looked like a swarm of bees out there. That's a great analogy. I mean, they really are flying all over the place, contesting outside shots, uh, and they limited Brooklyn inside tonight. They, they they limited them pretty much everywhere other than Kevin Durant. So they, the Kings did whatever they wanted tonight. It was uh, It was a sight to behold. It really, really was. Like I said, I feel like I'm living in a dream right now. The Kings win, dude. 153 points. That's crazy. That's that's crazy. As Tito says, you can't even score that much in 2K. Uh, it's getting ridiculous out here, Calvin, but in a good way for us. Shout out to PK. Shout out to Guy. Guy's drinking a beer right now. Um, yeah, and Neil, you guys rock. Uh, yeah, the Super Chatters, they, they rock it. They keep this channel alive. We appreciate you all. But yeah, uh, as you were saying, Calvin, obviously, 
obviously the field goal and the three-point per, uh, percentage stands out most in this game. The Kings shot 60% from the field, 48.8% from three-point range. And, dude, you throw it out here for the Nets, they shot almost 50% from the field and almost 40% from three-point range, and they still lost by <laughs> 32 points. That just goes to show how well the Kings played in this game. They out-rebounded the Nets, um, and, and this was just a great, great performance by the Sacramento Kings. And honestly, Calvin, if, if I was if I was going to say it, you know, as much as I thought the, the Kings players did incredibly well tonight, they played well, I thought that they did this all for Coach Brown. Like, this was a Mike Brown victory. This was the Sacramento Kings going on national television and saying, yo, we got a legit coach, we got a legit team, and we're going to show everybody here. We're not just going to win this game. We're going to beat down this team. So everybody on ESPN is talking about us. So, And that's exactly what happened tonight. Shout out to the bouncer. The bouncer is in the building. We also got yes, Richard in the out. house here. Um, and I just want to let you guys know the bouncer is officially a mod on this channel. So shout out to him. We appreciate you so much. Uh, and, and yeah, helping us grow the channel and, and shout keep out, it going. Man. That deserves a cowbell. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Guess what? I got a fever and the only prescription is more cowbell. We need more cowbell, Calvin. More One cowbell. more time. One more time, bro. We need some cowbell. Yeah. Well, I want your... I want your arm to be tired. I don't want you to be able to reach your arm above your head after this stream. You've been Oh, I got way too much energy for my arm to get tired after this game. <laughs> I'm ready to go out and play 48 myself. Oh, yeah? Dude, I got a lot of energy after this game as well. Um, all right. I want to talk a little bit about the starters tonight. Obviously, Sabonis... Uh, you know, 17 points, seven rebounds, seven assists. He is who the Kings were running the offense through tonight. It, it's no, it's, it's no like uh question about that. Right. He was the guy, he was the horse that they were riding throughout this game and he did an incredible job. Uh, you know, this Kings team has really doubled down on small ball. A lot of people were concerned, even, including ourselves, right? That maybe yeah. this team was a yeah. little bit too small. Maybe Sabonis uh, should be a power forward. Maybe this team should should try and pick up, uh, you know, a rim protector and start him at the five. Dude, we're on basically basically a nine game winning streak in my mind here, right? Because of those <laughs> two losses uh, due to the referees or or whatever you want to call that. But uh, anyways. What are you seeing out of Sabonis um, that's different in these last nine games as opposed to the first four games? Uh, you know, what do you think that the ceiling is on a team like this when you rely on Sabonis that much? And then I also want to hear kind of the negative side, too, of like, you know, when you rely so much on a center to pass the ball, you know, what are the things that, that can hurt you? Man, that last one's a toughie. But uh, look, uh, as far as Sabonis, the difference, uh, it's not much of a difference to me. I, I think the only, because you know he's going to give you the same type of effort on the boards uh, every night. He's going to be great around the basket, and he's a great teammate in terms of being able to find open guys. Uh, he sees the floor incredibly well. He, uh, I felt like if initially this season he was focusing way too much on 
this whole new offensive system, this new role of being the playmaker for everyone and not being aggressive enough for himself. You, you know, we've talked a lot repeatedly on this show about well, the, are the Kings, you know, a better team if Sabonis is the second best player, the third best player, or, or whatever the case may be. That They need, regardless of what that is, they need him to be an all-star every night. And to me, that's both making plays for others and being aggressive and trying to score yourself. I mean, this is a walking double-double nightly, even flirts with triple-doubles, you know, on a regular basis. So I feel like the biggest change for me is they're giving him the ball now. And yes, he's still looking to make plays for others. But he also is recognizing when he has the mismatch and he's being more aggressive, more assertive, trying to score himself. Now, is, that, is it a problem for the Kings to play small ball going forward? Uh, only time is going to tell. But I think that they're starting to figure things out. They're starting to feel more comfortable with this team, playing at a faster pace, uh, you know, swarming the perimeter defensively, crashing the boards. If they do all of those things... Mike Brown came from a team that has proven you can win with small ball. Am I predicting the Kings are going to win the NBA title? Not yet. Let's pump the brakes a little bit. But I do feel that uh, ever since Mike Brown has gotten here, one of the reasons, or maybe the biggest reason, why he was so high on taking this job is that he sees a lot of similarities in this roster, in this lineup between the Warriors and the Kings. The fact that they're great, a great shooting team, a small ball team that can play really, really fast, a dominant point guard, a, a big man who, you know, Draymond and Sabonis are not really the same player, but kind of used in similar ways when you look at the scheme. There's a lot of similarities. So I, I feel like Mike Brown is pushing this team to be a similar style uh, to the Warriors. And with the roster that they have right now, they're not the Golden State Warriors, but they play like them in a lot of ways. So it, it's just, it's all coming together right now. I'm really happy for Mike Brown. You know, when, when we got to halftime of this game, I looked at you and I said, Mike Brown is a great coach to have in this situation, right? Because finally, this is a young team that's enjoying a ton of success. They're on national TV. They're up big against, albeit a team that is disappointed so far, but still a team that a lot of people view as, you know, one of the league's better teams in, in many respects. And they just crushed them. Uh, and that's, I think, Mike Brown being able to keep them focused and saying, hey, guys, look, we haven't won anything yet. We're on the right track here, but the job's not done. Uh, he's the right guy to have for this team, and I think everybody on this team is really rallying around him. Yeah, we got a, an update here from James Ham. He says uh, Keegan Murray is out. No update from Mike Brown. However, he will be reevaluated tomorrow. Doesn't sound like it is a major issue. Maybe a tweaked back. Maybe something sore. Uh, maybe he's tired of carrying uh, carrying the Kings in the last game. But hey, um, not bad news. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna keep this stream positive, and we're gonna be excited about this victory. Um, I saw somebody in the chat here mention, you know, the the main problem with Sabonis having this much control is the fact that when he's out what do the Kings do right we've seen it's the yeah it's the Chemezi. foul trouble that's the the downside yep. of this right now for sure we've seen Chemezi Metu sure. be that guy right and I thought he's done done an incredible job as kind of like a budget style uh, Sabonis he has limited the three-point attempts uh, he can roll to the basket. He's much more athletic than Sabonis. He's catching lobs. Um, and he's also been a, a pretty good passer. So 
Um, so far, I think, you know, as long as Sabonis is healthy, this team is going to be a good basketball team. And, you know, if I were to think about a, another center, because what was it? A stat we saw during the game that said, you know, he's the only or the second uh, center in the two. NBA to be leading his team in rebounds and assists. Uh, we, we guess that the other guy, I don't know this for sure, but I, I would probably probably bet on it being being Jokic, right? Yeah. Yeah. If Jokic is out, the Nuggets are screwed too, right? So it's like exactly you exactly. if if the Lakers are out or if LeBron's out, the Lakers are screwed. If you know, there's a lot of teams like this that if they lose their best player or second best player, you know, it, it really impacts them. We saw it last year in the playoffs with the Milwaukee Bucks. Chris Middleton's out. You still have Giannis. But you're a much different team. So, you know, I get it. Having Sabonis out definitely hurts them when they run this much offense through him. But, you know, he is your best player or your second best player. And, you know, he played like that tonight. He played incredibly well. And yeah. honestly, you know, when you play small ball and you run the offense through your big man, kind of similar, like you said, to what the Golden State Warriors were doing with Draymond Green for a lot of this time, is it really creates a lot of mismatches. And we saw that tonight, right, where Sabonis has got the ball inside. They don't want to double team him because of all the shooters on the Kings. He's killing it inside, six to six. <laughs> yeah. And then finally they're like, okay, we can't let this guy just keep continuing to kill us inside. So they double him and he kicks it out. And Terrence Davis is hitting shot after shot after shot. So uh it's a it's a great problem to have. Um we it would is. like him to stay <clears throat> out of foul mind, trouble. Yes. But keep in mind too, when Sabonis is out with foul trouble, De'Aaron Fox, he, he might not be the same type of playmaker even though i think it's he's an underrated playmaker or he's definitely improved you know over the course of his career <clears throat> but the guy has been so clutch for them this year you know we talked about after the last game him leading the league in clutch field goals and clutch field goal percentage this season having a guy like that is not a bad backup plan when things you know start to break down or you got you find yourself in a close game late in the fourth quarter to give the ball to De'Aaron Fox and say hey man take over because he's starting to develop into that type of player which has been a huge question mark for De'Aaron Fox and for Kings fans over the course of his career people wondered it does he have that you know killer instinct mentality can he take over a game he's proving that he can but the thing is, they don't always need him to do it. So it, that's a, a good backup plan for this team to have. Fire the laser. Fire the laser, Calvin. Kings win. Fire the fucking laser. What's up, Alex? <laughs> Sup, bros? Fucking cloud nine after that win. Yeah, yeah, you should be. You guys all should be. Like, everyone should be in a state of euphoria right now. It feels great, dude. I, I can't even... I was going to go through all the stats today and look and see, like, okay, when's the last time the Kings... For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones... Who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? 
Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. We're above 500 this far into the season. Um, I was going to look at all those stats and have a correct number for you guys, but I didn't want to go through all the pain. I, I didn't want to like <laughs> look back on all those seasons and be like, okay, uh, we had Macklemore. Uh, okay. This is the year we drafted Stauskas. Okay. This is the year that we traded a first round pick for Carl Landry. It, it's like, I didn't want to go through all that shit. So uh, honestly, Calvin, I'm just going to say, I feel wonderful. The Kings are a game above 500. It's been forever, probably half my life. Uh, since that's happened and I'm just going to enjoy the moment. I- I'm I'm going to enjoy the moment. And like you said, Calvin, show me that shirt one more time. Cause you know, you're wearing the, the end the streak shirt. This is a shirt that we debuted on royalrebounds.com this year. And we're trying to end the streak. So if you're in, pick up it's one like of those King shirts. like King knew what was going to happen or something. I don't know. Pick up one of those shirts on royalrebounds.com. And let's get them going. Let's wear them at the game. Let's end the streak, dude. It's been way, way too long. All right. So jumping back here into the game tonight. Uh, I got to say it again because it feels so good. Kings win 153-121. No, that's not a typo. The Kings had 153 points tonight. I was wrong. I, I thought I was like, what did I say? Oh, I'd be surprised if they scored over 141. 153 points, dude. Th- this is great. Um, so HB tonight, only 21 minutes of action, was much more aggressive, shot well, 5 of 8 from the field, 2 of 4 from 3-point range. Uh, Harrison Barnes is, has been a topic of discussion for us this year, Calvin. Um, he started out slow, uh, which was kind of weird because he normally starts, starts out the season incredibly well, and then he kind of levels off after that point. However, his role is a little bit different on this year's team, right? We don't know if he's the third best player, if he's the fourth best player. He's kind of like this utility guy right now. And he's entering in, or he is in the last year of his contract. So he's a free agent. We've been talking about whether he's going to get traded, stuff like that. Uh, You and I had a pretty good discussion today talking about similar stuff to that. Um, you know, I've always been on record saying anybody on this team is tradable as long as you're improving the basketball team. Right. And I thought that was a great attitude for a losing basketball team. Right. But once you start winning games, your plan needs to change a little bit. Right. And I'm looking back at the past and I'm like, okay, the last time this team was on a little bit of a roll, we traded Shumpert. Shumpert was not a huge impactful guy on the Kings, but he had a swagger and he was kind of the leader of of, uh, unofficial leader of that team, right? He he brought on the term, the scores, all that stuff. So I want to know where you are right now on Harrison Barnes, you know, like, like what, what is his value trade wise? And would you even consider trading him at this point? Because if the Kings continue to win games, what's the point of trading a guy like Harrison Barnes? 
Yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, the point of tr making trades is to improve the team, right? Unless you're tanking and you're trying to unload contracts and, and uh, or acquire draft picks uh, while you're losing games. And, and we've been saying so much for so long about the Kings need to go out and improve the talent on this roster. They've got to go make some trades that make them a more competitive team. Well, they've done that. They, they did that this offseason. They brought in Kevin Herter. They signed Malik Monk. They traded for Sabonis last year. They, they made the right moves. Now, I, I'm not saying it, it, that it's all said and done, that, that they're you know on track to become the best team in the league. But to your point exactly, you they're not losing games anymore. So at what point do you look and say, okay, well, we'd like to – make some changes to this roster, but is it actually going to help? Or could we potentially be throwing off the chemistry of this team? Now, Rashawn Holmes is a guy that I look at as still a very tradable piece because I don't think that he really fits in with this team right now. I don't think he fits the system. I know he hit a corner three tonight, and that's great. Uh, but they don't use him in every, you know, to use a football term, in every down situations, right? He's not a, a guy that they're really counting on right now. Now, that being said, I don't know what you can trade him for because I have no idea what his value is across the league. Harrison Barnes is a bit of a different story. I mean, he's still a starter. He's an expiring guy, a, a vet with championship experience, you know, a pretty solid player overall. But again, what is the, the market like for him? At this point, I'm not going to make a trade just to make a trade here. Uh, this team is, is coming together and they're winning and they're playing Mike Brown's style. So I think you have to be very careful with disrupt, disrupting or messing that up at the moment. There aren't many, or excuse me, there aren't going to be many trades right now that I look at and see, you know, okay, well, let's go ahead and make this move. And the, the trades that you do say that to, I'm not sure if the other teams are going to be willing to do that because what's the trade value of Harrison Barnes and Rashawn Holmes at the moment? You look at the rest of this roster, uh, other than guys like Alex Len and people who aren't really even seeing the court, I'm definitely not trading Terrence Davis right now. I'm not trading Davion, uh, you know, unless you're going to get some ridiculous deal, but that's not realistic. So I, I think at this moment, you're still looking to improve the team, right? Because that's the job of a GM. You're, you're always going to be on the hunt for that stuff. But they're not in the same position that they used to be where they felt like they had to make a move because they needed to, to elevate the, the talent of this roster and become a more competitive team. They're, they're doing that right now. So the mentality, I think, has to change a little bit. The Kings won, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, the Kings won, yeah. The Sacramento Kings, oh, yeah, the Kings won, yeah. Fox is so fast. Southern us is so strong, yeah. Coach Mike is so smart, yeah. They're on the playoff bound, yeah. I'm just going to put that out there <laughs> one more time. Uh, just so you guys know, we, we put out a challenge to you guys. If any of these lives get 250 likes this season, Calvin and I are going to remake the Island Boys video since we're the real Island Boys. So uh, I just thought I'd, thought I'd put that out there. We'll also do some other fun fun stuff as well, Calvin. You know, maybe I'll jump off some cliffs, dude, with some Kings jerseys on, stuff like that. Um, definitely, definitely uh, excited about how we're doing right now. Shout out to Fred. We got Fred in the house. Tanvir's here. Dennis. Welcome in, everybody. Oh, welcome, welcome. Um, Shout out. 
but yeah, back on your point, and I saw somebody here said this in the chat. I, I don't remember exactly who it was. Um, Dirt and Russ says Barnes is a high IQ player. Uh, and someone else in here was basically talking about how, you know, what's the point of trading HB right now, right? He's playing well. He's, uh, you know, he doesn't cost a lot of money. He's expiring at the end of the season. You know, why mess it up now? You know, the only person to me that's tradable on this team right now is probably Rashawn Holmes because he doesn't play. He played tonight. What he what he get? Uh, six minutes tonight. Made a three, which is good, right? Not something you expect <laughs> out of him. Had a dunk as well. But it's yeah. like, what is the point? And, and with if the Kings keep winning by big margins and they're able to, you know, we were talking about showcasing him, right? <laughs> it, that might work out in their to their advantage. But in a close game, I don't think he's going to see the floor. Yeah, yeah. And and why why mm -hmm. trade any of these players uh, that are regularly getting minutes on your team? You know, the, there's no real point. Even if you trade Harrison Barnes for a guy that's does the same thing as him, but is uh, you know six or seven years younger, is it really worth it to mess up the chemistry? The Kings are in a great exactly. position right now, right? They're playing well. Um, you know, I want to say the point of this season is to make the playoffs, right? Like that to me. Seems like the point of the season for them. But at the same time, it's like, in reality, what they're trying to do is convince Sabonis to stay, right? that That's the main goal here, is we're trying to convince Sabonis to re-sign. He's got one year left on his deal after this. We want to re-sign him this offseason to a big contract extension. So when they continue to win games like this and he thinks, oh, there's potential here in Sacramento. We, we know he's already happy here. He likes the players he plays with. But wins are the most important thing for a lot of these players. So this season is all about convincing Sabonis to stay. Now, on that same subject, we have a lot of cap space this offseason. Harrison Barnes is an expiring deal. You know, we have over $25 million in potential cap space this year. So what's the point in trading Harrison Barnes and risking that cap space and risking disrupting what you currently have going? Now, I mean, if a deal came up and it's like, okay, we'll take uh, Rashawn Holmes, Harrison Barnes, and two first-round picks for Kevin Durant, dude, that is a hard thing to say no to, right? That is a very, very hard thing to say no to. <laughs> it's, but, it's also not saying it. But Not this team but. and Monty, which I see everybody in the chat giving Monty some love, he definitely deserves some love, and I, I well think deserved, he will. One hundred. I think he will be re-signed. Honestly, you know, <laughs> it was funny. We saw Vivek jump up and clapping when they're up, and what I say, <laughs> oh, Vivek's willing to trade for KD right now, right? <laughs> yeah. This this team is winning games. He's going to be open up that yep. pocketbook. This is exactly what need to happen. Uh, for him to, you know, put some more trust in Monty McNair, that Monty is making the right decisions. Uh, and so, yeah, he's so smart. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so this is all good, right? We're just trending on this proper path, but I just don't see a reason why you would trade a guy like Harrison Barnes. If this team is continuing to win games when you're in the driver's seat, Harrison Barnes, uh, he likes Sacramento. I don't see him getting a huge max deal contract offer in the offseason, right? If they're winning games, no, not happening. He's gonna want to re-sign with this team. Maybe we can re-sign somebody or or sign somebody first to take up that cap space. And then because we already had HB, we can bring him in and re-sign him and go over the salary cap. So I I'm leaning, I'm honestly leaning now towards holding on to Harrison Barnes. Now, I mean, if they go on a huge losing streak here, maybe that changes. But while this team is continuing to win basketball games, while they're gelling together, 
don't fuck with the chemistry, man. Don't don't mess with the chemistry. That's Absolutely. where I'm at right now. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree. Shout out to Luke here in the chat. You don't sound like a Kings fan, but we're happy to have you here if you're asking why we're wearing band-aids. <laughs> oh, Luke, I got a little, uh, I got a cut right here. It's in the shape of a W. Um, and that's why I'm wearing this beautiful band-aid here. Interesting story. Does anybody know why Nelly wears a band-aid? Because I had to Google this the other day. Uh, why he? I don't. I don't think he wears it anymore. But why? Why he wore it? Originally he had a scar, but he took it off, or the scar healed, and he didn't take the band-aid off because uh, uh, his friend got sent to jail, wrongly accused, and he wore it to there you go. Uh, remind Fred people with the win. Ding ding ding. Anyways, back to the game tonight. Um, so. Keegan Murray, we can talk about him for a little bit. Only 12 minutes tonight, four points, two of six from the field, uh, missed both threes, although he looked confident. Um, and then he went out with the back injury. We didn't really need him tonight. This team was on a roll. I didn't even notice he wasn't out there, Calvin, for a while because I was just so excited the Kings were killing it and making baskets. It doesn't seem like a big situation to me. Uh, any thoughts on the Keegan Murray situation? Uh, no, I mean, obviously you're concerned. It doesn't seem like it's going to be too, uh, too bad of an injury right now. Backs are always a tricky subject, but it's probably more precautionary, uh, than anything else. And, uh, you know, this guy's going through a rough stretch right now outside of, uh, the last game where he finally came back to life a little bit, but look, the team's playing great. Uh, obviously they can afford, you know, at least for the time being, to to have him either slightly injured or struggling, uh, and he'll work his way back into the lineup and work his way back into top form, uh, and hopefully the the team is still playing at top form when that happens. Yeah, some people in the chat are asking where we got these band aids from, Calvin. These custom custom band aids. Uh, it's a little place called the ABC Store. They got everything from A. Uh, to see and band-aids are B so it, it kind of fits right in there Darren Fox tonight if you were to look at just the box score here outside of, of all these other guys but you just look at Darren Fox you might be a little disappointed right 24 minutes 14 points 9 assists 4 rebounds 1 of 5 from 3 point range but I thought De'Aaron Fox played incredibly well tonight, Calvin. I, I thought he played incredibly well. Only one turnover for him. He played great defense. And then obviously this team was absolutely rolling. We'll talk about Terrence Davis here in a minute. But, uh, I mean, there's going to be nights like this where you don't need your star player. You, you don't need him. Um, so give me your thoughts on what you saw out of De'Aaron Fox tonight. And then also, Calvin, I want to know from you, and, and I also want to know from everybody in the chat, I asked you guys in the last stream, but I want to hear what you think now. Who is the best player on this Kings team? You just just spam the last name in the chat. And, and Calvin, I want you to answer this as well. Who is the best player on this Kings team? Well, my answer has not changed on that question. It is, it's De'Aaron Fox for me. I love DeMontis Sabonis. He has definitely made the Kings a much, much better team. Uh, and you need, in this league, two great players at bare minimum. A lot of times you need three, but you need two great players at bare minimum to be a relevant team in this league. So they're really 1A and 1B. But to me, Fox is the best player on this team. Uh, and tonight, like you said, they, they didn't need him. 
<laughs> they really did not. It, when you cannot miss from three, and Sabonis is has uh, the greatest mismatch inside, they just can't stop him. It, you know, there's no reason for for De'Aaron Fox to overexert himself. Like you said, he played great defense, looked to move the ball, didn't turn it over. Uh, I think he just played a really smart game. And I think De'Aaron, you know, going back to this clutch player that he's been for them, he's really relishing those moments. Like he, he does, to me, he doesn't look to insert him his own dominance or will on a game unless the situation really calls for it. So if they're going to have these games where everybody is, is lighting it up from three, the ball is moving, they, they pretty much can do whatever they want, he doesn't have to go out of his way to look for his own shot, uh, you know, let the other big dogs eat, play defense, and, and sit back and have a fun, you know, be along for the ride. He, he was even mic'd up tonight. You heard him say a couple times, it's TD time. It was TD yeah. time tonight. He, like, yeah. this was his game. So keep giving him the ball. You know, honestly, that's the beauty of finally having multiple talented players on your team, right, is Deer and Fox doesn't need to be the best player on this team every night for them to win games. Sabonis does not need to be the best player every single night for them to win games, right? They can kind of go with whoever's rolling, and they can fill in the rest, right? Harrison Barnes, I've been talking about him being, you know, kind of this utility guy that sometimes he's a rebounder, sometimes he's a shooter, sometimes he's a distributor. Other times he's just there filling in the position, playing defense. And, and I think you could say the same thing for De'Aaron Fox and Sabonis, not to the same extent, right? Because you still need those guys to be a leader, set a tone. Obviously, De'Aaron Fox has the ball in his hands a lot, and so does Sabonis. So you need them to be, you know, pretty aggressive, but it's just great having a lot of talent on this team that, you know, they don't need to be the best player every single night. I see quite a few people here in the chat saying Fox. I see some people saying Sabonis. I see some people saying both. And and honestly, yeah, I yeah. agree, right? It's, yeah, dude, it's, shout out to Jim. De'Aaron Sabonis was the best answer, I think. <laughs> you know, Fox builds off of Sabonis. Sabonis builds off of yeah. Fox. That's what yeah. a great team and the great tandem does and so i think they're both elevating themselves uh so i think i'm gonna leave that debate open calvin i don't want to close the, the the book on that one uh we'll keep talking i about think the better question is who is the third best player on this team because yeah. i'll tell you terrence davis is slowly yeah. for a guy that was so buried or not buried but so far down in the rotation on the bench early on in this year i mean malik monk has, has definitely changed things for them but man, Terrence Davis's defense and offense at the same, you know, combined, he still hasn't been the guy that's been, uh, you know, consistent enough to to give them this type of play for an entire year, right? We still haven't seen that. Injuries obviously play a part in that. But man, it, when this guy is healthy and can shoot the ball or is on like that from three point range, he's a very deadly player. Shout out to Laban here. Thank you for joining in, Laban. We appreciate you. Um, I see Matthew asking here, you know, how many wins do we get for 90 likes? Uh, just one win, Matthew, but, you know, maybe Kings Jesus will put the hair down for 100 likes. What do you think about that, Cal? Oh, I'll put the hair down for 100 likes. Absolutely. 100 likes, and we get to see Kings Jesus tonight. Another sighting, which will, which will be great. All right, moving on here. Kevin Herter. I talked about him 30 minutes tonight, shot the ball incredibly well, five of seven from the field. 
Uh, I've been hearing from a lot of Kings fans that Kevin Herter has been one of the main differences of this team this season. Um, and you know, I, I agree. I disagree a little bit. You know, I, I feel like a, a full season, a full training camp of Sabonis and Fox, a new coach, you know, obviously, you know, bringing in guys that are healthy, having Terrence Davis back, you know, really, really helps his team a lot. But Kevin Hurd has been great, man. He shot the ball incredibly well. I love how big he is. Um, you know, it just helps. It really just helps in basketball. Just being a little bit bigger than somebody really, really helps in basketball. Um, give Kevin Herter some love, man. Kevin. Absolutely. Absolutely. Look, I, I've said this over and over again. I, I feel like I'm just going to be repeating myself, but Kevin Herter, he could not have been a better pick for this team, right? Like if you replace Buddy Heald with him, he's, he's exactly what the Kings dreamed Buddy Heald would be. Uh, a guy that just shoots absolutely lights out, takes smart shots within the offense, catch and shoot is great, can still put the ball on the floor a little bit, runs the two-man game with Sabonis really well, playmaking is underrated, his defense at the rim challenging shots is underrated. Uh, he's been a, fa- a absolutely fabulous pickup for this team, uh, and it's it's permeating through the rest of the offense, through the rest of the team. That when he's out there, he gives them such a, a, a life support, you know, raft really to throw out yep. there. If Fox, you know, can't he's get to the ball. basket like he wants to or can't get hit the shot that he wants to, if they double Sabonis, Kevin Herter is the guy that a lot of times is going to be the beneficiary of that uh, play breaking down. Uh, his ability to shoot off the dribble as well as off the catch, um, it, you know, coming off of a screen he really can do it all when it comes to shooting and it it gives them a lethal uh you know sort of life preserver to throw out there yeah he's been absolutely balling as squid fizzy shout out to squid uh says here in the chat herder has been almost automatic from three-point range i just looked at the stats here he's up to 51.1 percent from three-point range on the season that's incredible Uh, i don't know if that's sustainable I, i hope it is but nonetheless the dude is shooting with confidence he's taking good shots and dude he's, he's got absolutely a beautiful draining. beautiful stroke he's yeah. draining those beautiful ones, calvin it's not even the like two bounces off the rim and the backboard and going in he, he's hitting no, his all net or just the back part of the rim is just going the straight down yeah. dude he, uh, he's it's like the net them. doesn't even move when those shots go down it looks like he's shooting on a string uh, the, honestly that's what it looks like Six more likes needed till we bring out Kings Jesus. Just a heads up to everybody there. All right. Um, let's jump here into the bench tonight. You know, obviously a ton of guys played. When you have a blowout like this, everybody's getting on the floor, right? We saw uh, Matthew Devladova out there, the only player on the Kings roster that didn't score a bucket tonight. Uh, zero points for him. He does have four assists. Uh, we got to see Rashawn Holmes play, stroke a three tonight. We got to see Alex Len play. Looks like Alex oh. Len got a new tattoo, Calvin, uh, on the forearm there right. uh, that said love. Um, all right, King Jesus is coming give out. the people what they want. I like it. I like give the it. people what they want. But, you know, you, you look at this whole bench here. I thought Trey Lyles played well. Um, obviously didn't shoot the ball well, but I like what he did offensively. I thought he got robbed by a couple calls from the referees. Um, but honestly, dude, I, who I really want to talk about tonight is Terrence Davis because this is the man of the night, dude. 31 points, 9 rebounds, 4 assists. 
The dude played incredible defense. 7-10 from three-point range. He had three steals in this game and a block <laughs> and zero turnovers, Calvin. The dude played... There you go, Asha. <laughs> the dude played incredibly well, Calvin. <laughs> you know, I was telling you, I, I've been talking about this guy for a couple weeks now. And it's not been about his offense. It's been about his defense. I think this dude is one of the yes. most underrated defenders in the league. He seems to be in the right position at the right time all the time. He's constantly active. He's got energy. He doesn't give up. This is kind of like, for me, Monty's kind of like a bargain shopper, right? Like Monty's not going out and buying the Kevin Durant package. He's not buying any of these big deals, but he's constantly going out and looking for guys that are undervalued around the league. We saw him do it with DeLon Wright. Uh, we saw him pick up uh, Terrence Davis with that. Maybe this year it's Kevin Herter and Malik Monk, but I just got to give some love to Terrence Davis. And he did all that tonight in only 26 minutes. This dude has played exceptionally well defensively all year long, and he shot the ball incredibly well tonight. Calvin, uh, let's let's give let's give TD some love, man, because he's the MVP tonight. He is. It was TD time, like we said earlier, man. I mean, look, incredibly efficient game. Only missed two shots. The guy was absolutely on fire. But you're right. What makes him such a problem is defense, especially when you play a small lineup, right? You need ball hawking, uh, you know, intense in your face defensive guards. And that is what he is. Uh, Him and Davion Mitchell are, you know, in a lot of ways, the second coming of Bobby Jackson for this team. They do the same types of things that Bobby Jackson did as the sixth man on a team that was, you know, one of the better teams in the NBA. Um, So to have a guy like that, that can play with so much energy, Uh, Again, because of the fact that they're deeper, you don't have to play him 36 minutes a game so he can really, you know, leave it all on the floor to use another sports cliche every night. Get up in people's shorts. Uh, The the steals are phenomenal. Playing with pace, again, on a team that really likes to get out and run and take a lot of open threes. He absolutely balled out for them tonight, to quote DJ Fresh Kid here. Absolutely balled balled out yeah he he definitely deserves the game ball tonight and you know that was something i talked about late last uh season right was we brought in we brought in sabonis everyone wanted to see how sabonis and fox meshed you know and and everyone was talking about how fox was out with the injury and and you know davion mitchell was stepping up but for me the big thing was yeah fox is out and, and obviously that's the main issue, but TD was out with that wrist injury and he was playing incredibly well. I remember there was a game, I think it was halfway through the season where he invited like 30 members of his family, bought them all tickets. He played not good at all. He had a bad, bad game. And then he bounced back after that and was absolutely killing it. He was on a great shooting streak. He was playing good defense before he went down with that wrist injury where where he unfortunately missed the rest of the season. So, uh, you know, I I think TD is kind of one of those acquisitions that you're like, okay, we didn't really need to do anything this offseason. We just need to get healthy. But it's like you just traded and added another piece because he wasn't available late last year. And he's he's almost just getting better. Like it, it seems that he's getting better and better. He fits well with this team. He fits well with this system. And honestly, I'm ecstatic to have him on this team. So 
you know, shout out to TD. This is your night, man. Hopefully you enjoy it uh, because, you know, you balled, you balled out tonight. That's Definitely. for sure. At, at this point, it's all about consistency, right? And again, a lot of it is, you know, just being available and being on the floor. Injuries have kept him sidelined a lot. Uh, you know, falling out of the rotation on a losing team or whatever it sometimes has hurt him. But now he's, you know, finally, I think, growing into a bigger role on this team, at least a much bigger role than when the season started. And again, it, it just gives Mike Brown another piece. <laughs> that's nice. Another piece to play with and to add another shooter on a team that's already loaded with shooters. You know, he's going to get the open looks. Because at this point, it's like, who who do you guard? Uh, who are you trying to stop? Who are you taking away? When the ball moves that that fast and that well uh, within this offense, and if, if he's able to keep playing lockdown defense, that's going to keep the minutes coming his way regardless of how many shots he's knocking down. So the opportunity is going to be there for him. It's about consistency at this point. Exactly, exactly. I see Alfie Man here says the system. Great, great comment here. Uh, this is one of the best comments I've ever seen, Calvin. Uh, no, I was trying to do my Donald Trump impression. Uh, one of the, well, this is one of the greatest comments ever. Um, but no, the system, that, that's right. And, and that kind of segues us right into our next topic, and that's Mike Brown and the impact that he's had on this team. Uh, it, it's it's so evident <laughs> like it's it's so so evident that we finally have a coach that's competent and you know i'm just gonna show i'm just gonna say straight up i hate luke walton sorry <laughs> like i i don't hate i don't like to hate people but honestly it's like you're a laker dude you're a laker get the fuck out of sacramento dude i don't know why you're here you're a straight up laker get out of here um, you know, I liked Malone and we know how that situation went south. I liked Jaeger, all that. But yep. honestly, yep. dude, Mike Brown is probably the most legit coach this team's had in a long time. And, you know, some people are going to say, oh, George Carl. Dude, George Carl was already over the hill, man. George Carl was, as as they would say, rolling in his grave during these games. Yeah. He was he, not he available. He spent he was, more time writing his book than coaching the Kings while he was there. Yeah. He was, he was, not, he was not that guy. Coach Mike Brown is that guy, dude, and and we debated multiple times. We talked about it all off season, right? Who's the right guy? Is it is it going to be Darvin Ham? Is it going to be one of these younger guys, or are they going to take a legit guy, right? I, I remember I talked about Mike D'Antoni. I thought would be a good fit on this team, but you know, once once they kind of narrowed it down, and they're like, okay. This is going to be the finalists. These are the ones we're considering. As soon as I saw that list, I'm like, oh, you got to go with Mike Brown. And, you know, I didn't even know tonight, but I heard it on the broadcast. Mike Brown is 10th all time, Calvin, 10th all time for win percentage for NBA coaches that have coached over five seasons, which is absolutely incredible. This is a guy that, you know, obviously didn't win anything in Cleveland with LeBron, but he got pretty close. He took a very, very young superstar to the finals. He won coach of the year. Like, like this dude is, is He's a great coach, man. He he grew up with in the Popovich tree. He bounced around. Now he's uh you know just came from the Golden State Warriors. We won three titles with that team and filled in with Steve Kerr uh, when Kerr wasn't available. Like this dude has all the potential, and he has a young team here that you mentioned is kind of similar to the Golden State Warriors. They love to play small ball. It kind of gives him something to work with, uh, dude. 
I love Coach Brown, man. I love Coach Brown. What about you? I love him too. How could you not at this point? I mean, he said all the right things. You know, going back to when he was being interviewed for this job, it was he saw the potential here. He wanted to be in Sacramento. And that's such a big thing, right, for Kings fans. It's, I mean, every coach who's interviewing for the job is going to say they want to be there. But he gave so many specific reasons why he thought the Kings were on the verge of being good. He saw the potential. He wanted to come to Sacramento. And like you said, he's got the experience. Uh, he knows how to how what a winning team looks like, what a winning culture looks like. And those were the biggest things missing from this organization for the last 15 years, 15 plus years. So not only is he a good X and O's guy, he's a great defensive minded coach, which again is probably the second most important thing that this Kings team has needed. He knows how to build a winning culture. He finally is getting the guys to believe he's coaching De'Aaron Fox hard. I mean, all of these things, they're just adding up to the product that you're seeing on the court right now. And, and he's going to be the good, the right coach to get them through this stage of early success into the next stage, because he's going to be able to keep them grounded and say, look guys, you know, I want, I was on a Warriors team that won 73 games. We didn't win the NBA championship that year. Yep. It's the job's not done yet. We still yep. have a lot of work to do. We've got young guys that are buying in here. This is, uh, you know, uh, I don't want to say a powerhouse in the making, but it has all of the right ingredients to be. It, it, it's a it's a really feel good story right now. Yeah, I mean, what did Vlade say? Right, we got a, a young super team, right? And now it's finally starting to look like a young super team thanks to Monty. But yeah, you're you're right. Like Mike Brown has been a huge addition for this Kings team. Even tonight watching the game, we saw highlights of him yelling at people, keep going, encouraging, helping everybody. This is when the Kings are up 30 points in this game and it's almost a lock to win. He's not giving up. He's still telling people he's still excited. He's still into the game. You know, this has been absolutely huge. And I thought the point that you made about, you know, the 73 uh, win team that loses was a great, great point because you know, one thing that you and I both agreed on this offseason in terms of a Kings coaching search is they need someone with experience. They need someone that's yes. been there and done that before because that's where young players are looking to for advice, for guidance. And what's a better guy than, oh, yeah, you see this ring? I just got this ring a couple months ago, and it's my yep. third one because I've – I've been a coach on a really good team. Oh, you want me to call LeBron? I could call LeBron up right now because I was his exactly. coach for a long time. You know, like I know it's just having all those connections, having the experience is just so huge, and it shows. It really shows. This team does not give up on games. They fight their hearts out. And honestly, Calvin, they do it all for Mike Brown. Like it, when you're a professional athlete, you know, you want to prove yourself every night, but at the same time, there's only so much you can do as one player, right? It's a team sport. You need to work together as a team. And and I can just see over and over again, this team rallies. They rally around this coach. And we saw them in the post game uh last game talking about we beat the Golden State Warriors and we did this for Mike Brown because that was his old team. Uh I'm just I'm I'm too high on my horse here, Calvin. I'm getting even higher on this horse because it feels great. And I, dude, I'm seeing the writing on the wall here. 
and we're going places, dude. We're we're going places, and and I'm opening another beer here. It's it's just the beginning. I mean, let's not uh, you know we're not the Minnesota Timberwolves here. We're not going to throw our jerseys into the crowd and start crying, you know, because we're we're finally a game over 500. But it, this is uh, this is exactly what it needs to look like at this point, right? Yeah, exactly. Hey, if Bronny wants to come to the Kings, I'll take Bronny. If LeBron wants to, come, dude, fuck it, I'll take all of them, dude. I I will take <laughs> anybody that wants to come play on this team. Um. Yeah, we're we're just winning games and we're getting W's. Um. Anything else you want to talk about about the game tonight? We got a ton more to talk about. Um. So any anything else you want to mention about the win tonight, other than the score? Because I'm gonna say that one more time, maybe yeah. more than once. Kings win. <laughs> Kings win. One fifty three. One twenty one over the bitch ass Brooklyn Nets. Dude, it feels good. It feels good. It and, feels you know, great. Terrence Davis is repping for us, Calvin, because we're from Davis. Davis High, Terrence Davis. I, I might get a Terrence Davis jersey tonight. I might get one. I might do it. I wouldn't blame you. I wouldn't blame you. No, I, I think uh, <clears throat> we've got to take the Mike Brown approach here. We've we've celebrated this win. It was a great statement win on national television, uh, but we've got more work to do. So on to the next. You know, the crazy thing is Terrence Davis is only 25 years old. That's wild. That's, that is wild. That's wild, dude. Kevin Herter, 24 years old. De'Aaron Fox, 25 years old. Malik Monk, 25 years old. DeMontis Sabonis, 26 years old. Keegan Murray, 22 years old. It's it's wild, dude. Davion Mitchell, 24 years old. This is a great young team. They're building up. They're getting better. And a lot of these guys seem really selfless, which is the best part. You know, De'Aaron Fox is on a max contract. I expect Sabonis to probably get a max contract extension this offseason. But it seems like everyone else just wants to fit in. They just want to be part of this team, and they just want to win basketball games. And and honestly, Calvin, you know, like everyone wants to talk shit about Sacramento, whatever. You know, I've been dealing with it for 10-plus years, right? I wear a Kings jersey. Everyone wants to say something, right? And I just – honestly, I just want to tell them all to fuck off. And I do, but now, <laughs> now I can say it louder. Say it with your chest, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, fuck you money. I, I got fuck you wins. And we keep winning games. And I can say it to anybody that I want. But, no, in all reality, this team, if you're a professional basketball player, winning is great, right? Everyone wants to win a title. We saw Kevin Durant jump ship when he lost, and he goes to Golden State Warriors. He wins a couple titles, and no one gives him credit, dude. Some people do, but the majority of the people don't. They say that he cheated. They say that he he took the easy way out, whatever. You make the playoffs on this Kings team – no one's taking that away from you. You're getting a lot, a lot of credit. This team gets better and better and better. Like, it's, dude, that's what everyone's looking for, man. You can't talk down on any of these Kings players. People that want to stay in Sacramento. I know Deer and Fox gets all the hate. Ethan, I know you're there. You hate Deer and Fox. Well, you know what, Ethan? Shut the F up, man, because he's winning games and he's playing well and he's playing on this team that nobody wants to be on or nobody wanted to be on. They're taking this team to the playoffs 
and and that's building from the ground up so i i'm just gonna i'm just gonna say that say that right there um i totally forgot what my next point was but uh <laughs> <laughs> shout out to skip here and uh hey we're, we're gonna move on and tito says he's excited for espn tomorrow so oh, am i absolutely so am i I'm taking off the entire Absolutely. day, and I'm watching ESPN. I'm probably going to watch the same repeat over and over and over. And you know who's my guy? Mark J. Spears. He's going to be on there, and he's going to be like, I told you. Man, I, I wish I could say the same thing. Is I told you. I told you. All right. Before we talk about the next game, because we definitely need to talk about them. Which, Spurs. by the way, that's the Spurs, Callum. Yep. Definitely need to talk San about them Antonio. Spurs. And we got over 100 likes in this video, so I can guarantee a win against the Spurs. It's a home game. It's on a Thursday. But before we do that, Calvin, I, I want to talk about an interesting situation. And actually, I'm all over the place tonight, dude. I'm emotional. I'm having a good time. Before <laughs> I talk about that, I just want to I just want to know who in the chat went to the game tonight. Who in the chat got a rally towel? Because I'm jealous. I saw the rally towels on the chairs. That's dope. That that would have been a perfect gym towel for me. Um, but uh, I love that the Kings are doing things. You know, you and I went to opening night. We got uh, we got shirts. Now they're giving out rally towels. They were giving out Band-Aids band yeah. Dude, they're all in. They're all Slamson in. Slamson was wearing his Craig Sager TNT Kings uh, yep. suit. Adam I Silver. tweeted tonight I, I would have done unspeakable things to be at Golden One Center for this game because it looked like so much fun. Adam Silver was there tonight in attendance witnessing witnessing this. Calvin, uh, hey, maybe they flex us. Are we getting flexed? Because the Lakers suck, bro. The Lakers suck. They got all these nationally the televised suck. games, and they suck. Well, you you know we're don't. definitely getting we're definitely getting flexed. You know why? Yeah, because Sabonis is so strong. Yeah, yeah, we're getting flexed in tonight, dude. We're getting flexed into these games. Flex us, flex us into these games. Anyways, back back to whatever the hell I was talking about before. Bryce, shout out to Bryce. Thank you, Bryce. Um, I want to talk about this kind of dilemma, where if, if you're a team. You're a good team. I think it's safe to say the Kings are a good team at this point, right? They're not a great team. I want them to be a great team, but they haven't shown me enough to be a great team. So I would say uh, that they're a good team. If you're a good team, you want to get better, right? That That's the goal. To, to win a championship is the ultimate goal in the NBA. Nobody's picking the Kings to win a championship this year. Uh, I'm a huge Kings fan. I would love to say they're title contenders, but but honestly, they're not. They're they're not right now, right? But that's not okay yet. because they will be in the future. Like the, you got to build the foundation before you can build the house, right? So what I'm getting to with this is when do you start making moves? When do you start trading players? We talked a little bit about Harrison Barnes. We talked about Rashawn Holmes. Does the Kings? Winning games here make them more likely to be a buyer at the deadline. And what kind of moves do you make? We talked about Mo Bamba, how we'd love to have a, a rim protector, somebody like him. 
But I see a little bit of a dilemma here. I brought out the Shumpert situation earlier, right? Where uh, a guy that maybe he didn't seem like he was a huge part of what the Kings did, but they traded him and they basically lost their soul or their heart, right? When they traded him. So, you know, at, at what point does a team say, okay, I'm a good team, but I need to become a great team. What players can I trade to not mess up chemistry and continue to improve? Well, I mean, this is a, a pretty complicated question to answer at this point, right? And, and I, th- I think that the Kings are, they're obviously in a good situation right now because they're winning games uh, and the team is, has bought into Mike Brown's system, which it, it not, it's more than it just buying into it. It seems like it's actually working at this point. Your question about what, at what point do you become a buyer I think that the Kings have to let this play out a little bit. I mean, they're on a tear right now, but the trade deadline all-star weekend is still a long way away. There's a lot that can happen before then. I'm not trying to jinx anything or saying that the Kings are going to go on a a terrible losing streak anytime soon. I I don't see that happening. The days of the the nine-game losing streaks, I, I think, are long gone. But... This team's working right now, so to your point, you don't want to do anything that potentially jeopardizes the chemistry, and a lot of it depends on what players are available, you know, what what you're actually looking for, but we've already brought up the fact they've got a ton of cap space coming up next year, they're super young, and this core seems like it, it's a core that could p- potentially work together for a long time, so... I think what it's going to boil down to is in the past, before Mike Brown was here, albeit it was a short time that Monty was here without Mike Brown, but they didn't have the coach that Monty could go to and say, all right, you know, what should we do here? I think it was all uh, all Monty's, you know, blueprint, his mastermind at hand saying, I need to go out and get these people, blah, blah, blah. Now he's got a coach that he feels like this is my coach for a long time. Mike Brown has this system in place. So I think the two of them are going to work together uh, to, you know, develop the rest of the roster for years to come. And and as of right now, I I say don't mess with it. It, Look, it's a a long season. There's a lot that can happen. uh, And you don't know what's going to happen with other teams either. Who's going to be falling in the standings? Who's going to be a potential seller? So there's a lot of scenarios here and a lot of things that are going to have to play out. But I think this is going to be a delicate you know, working relationship between Monty McNair and Mike Brown to put together the best on-court product. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with Dirt and Rust here in the chat. It says Kings can slow play now. And, yeah, all the points you made were extremely valid. This team is young. They have time. Uh, they have a patient fan base, right? Like, can you name a more patient fan base in the NBA? Right. I, I cannot. Um, so, you know, the fact that we are so ecstatic that they're one game above 500, 13 games into the season just goes to show how patient we are as a fan base, right? When we have missed the playoffs for 16 consecutive seasons. So, you know, I, I think that they have time. There's no need to rush anything. There's no need to mortgage the future, right? They gave up a 2024 first round uh, lottery protected draft pick. For Kevin Herter. That's the only future asset that they've given up. They have all their other future assets. You mentioned the $25 million in cap space. You know, if there's some low-hanging fruit at the deadline that you can scoop up and add to this team, 
similar to what you did last year, the year before that, adding guys like Terrence Davis uh, and, and DeLon Wright and stuff like that, not giving up much, I'd say go for it. But as far as the core and the main pieces on this team, I think you don't mess with it, right? We talked about Harrison Barnes. He started out the season incredibly slow. I, I was really disappointed watching him in the first few games uh, of this uh, of this season. But don't push it. Don't don't fuck it up, right? <laughs> that that's basically what it comes right. down to. Is right. is you're playing with house money right now, and and just let it be. Let's see what happens. Let's see what this team does. And exactly. you'll have times to add pieces later. We're not in a hurry here. We're not in a hurry at all. De'Aaron Fox is going to have, you know, 10 years, 10 more seasons of great basketball. DeMontis Sabonis is going to have 10 more seasons of great basketball. You know, and, and I could say the same with a lot of these other guys. Keegan Murray, a lot of these players. You know, the Kings are in a driving position right now. Harrison Barnes seems happy in Sacramento. He wants to play for a winning basketball team, and he seems to really care about these players. So I don't think you're you're in, you're worried about losing him for nothing at the end of the year, something that we talked about at nauseum over the past two seasons, right? Is if this team is a bad basketball team, Harrison Barnes is leaving. He's out. But if this is a good basketball team, you have a, a relationship with the players. You have a relationship with the coach in the front office. And Monty says, hey, listen, HB, we love what you've done for your, for our team. You've been the guy that's kept the ship steady for the past couple years. Now we're winning some basketball games. Let me go out and use $20 million of that salary cap to bring in another big impactful player. And then, since you were already on our team, I can re-sign you and go over the salary cap. I just need you to be a little bit patient with me. I don't see why he doesn't do that. That seems like a win-win scenario. So, yeah, I, I'm in the same boat as you right now, Calvin. I'm saying just be patient. This team is showing improvement. There's a lot of young guys on this team. You know, you go, you look around the league. This team is not in salary cap trouble. This team doesn't have bad contracts. You know, like this team is is almost you could write a book about rebuilding a team. I know it's a little bit early, right? And and how this all works out and how it plays out. But the way that Monty is has rebuilt this basketball team is almost like from a playbook where you don't give up a lot of future assets. You stay uh, salary cap flexible, and you continue to add young, young players like Terrence Davis, Kevin Herter, you know, and, and you draft extremely well. This team is going to improve naturally without you adding artificial uh, influxes of talent by trading future picks and, and players. Absolutely. When they started this season 0-4, you know, yes, we were all disappointed as Kings fans, but we saw the, the subtle improvement. They were competing in every game. They had a chance to win late, and it was, you know, preach patience. Let Mike Brown get this system and the rotation down. Uh, you know, let him continue to develop the defense. Now that they're winning, I think you have to have the same type of mentality. It's This is working, at least for the moment. Let's see how good this team can actually become. You know, I'm not saying that you don't, look or listen to any offers at all Monty wouldn't be doing his job if he didn't do that but uh it, it's they're they're playing with house money at this point when you 
list off all of those things, how much youth they've got on the team, the contracts, the, the cap space going into next year. Uh, it's, a, it's a good situation to be in right now. Yeah, so I, I want to move on here. I want to talk a little bit about the schedule. But before we do that, it's funny, I, I see a Nets fan here said uh, in the chat, shout out to you, thank you for joining in here. Um, it's funny because this was on my list to bring up, but you're here, so this is a perfect time. Um, you know, Calvin, let's let's just talk a, a little bit about the Nets here. You know, what is this team? Where's this team at? What do you think they need to do uh, to move on? Because if I'm a Nets fan, honestly, I'm I'm dumbfounded right now. Man, I, <laughs> I don't know how much time we have. I, I'm not sure how how in-depth we can really get here. The, the Nets are a mess. Uh, even though they've been playing a lot better, especially defensively as of late, you know, at least coming into this game, how do they move on? I, I don't really know. Uh, I mean, I, I, my what my gut says is I don't think they can move on until Kyrie Irving is gone. I really don't. Uh, and that's I'm a little bit biased because I feel that Kyrie Irving – it's just really sad. He's one of the most talented basketball players I've ever seen, but we never talk about him playing basketball. It's, it's really sad. Uh, and I think that he's slowly kind of just fragmented this team with every little thing. Guys have had his back. They've said all the right things, and it just continues to be problem after problem after problem. Even if you you argue that he was unjustly suspended or whatever the case may be, it's still, there's still a problem. Like there's still a problem with him not playing basketball. So I don't think that they move on until officially, until they get rid of Kyrie Irving. The question after that is, do they stick with Ben Simmons? Obviously, you know, you want to keep Kevin Durant, but their their supporting cast just hasn't been there. They don't have any inside help. Their bench is horrible. Their defense has been better, but tonight they really struggled. And the question is, what role is Ben Simmons going to really play on this team? You know, is he going to be the point guard? Is he going to play center? Uh, is he going to – are they going to look for him to score more? Uh, they just have so many question marks for a team that, you know, between three guys make a combined, like, what is it, $700 million or something in their total contracts, it's just ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yep. So I don't think they can move on officially until Kyrie Irving is gone. And then after that, you take whatever's left and you figure out where to pick up the pieces. Shout out to, to my guy Rick here in the chat. Thank you for joining in, Rick. Uh, one of the OGs here on the channel for sure. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to echo everything that you just said, Calvin. It's really, really unfortunate. Um, this team is is in a really, really bad spot right now. They they just are. And, you know, the worst thing about it, more worse than losing all these basketball games, is the fact that they're spending all this money on all these big-name players. And I don't think they're getting much, much in return, right? Like, maybe they're getting some ticket sales. Maybe they're getting some jersey sales. But really, like, nobody loves this on-the-court product. And I thought that this team would be a lot better. You know, I, I bet on them to win the championship a couple years ago. Last year, I thought that they'd make it back to the finals. They end up getting swept in the first round by the Boston Celtics. 
And then on top of that, just all these other issues that, that keep keep showing up, you know, like I hate to hate on Kyrie because everyone just hates on Kyrie so much. And honestly, dude, I feel like if I met Kyrie in, in person, I'd probably like the guy and we'd probably, you know, have some cool discussions and and all that. But, you know, it, it just honestly it comes down to the fact that this is a team sport and it seems like you have too many individuals on this team that aren't aren't a team. And, and that's kind of what it comes down to. And I think that that's ultimately their downfall. And, you know, we've seen them. Their, their management has tried. Their owners opened up the pocketbook. Uh, their management has tried. He swung for the fences. He traded for James Harden. He traded for, for Ben Simmons. You know, they're trying to do things. But I, I think it's ultimately just a group of basketball players, and it's not a team. And I, I think they need to blow it up. Unfortunately, uh, I think they need to salvage whatever they can. And it's hard because you're not going to get equal value for these guys. You're not, you know, but pull the, pull the trade deal with the Lakers, dude, get those two first round picks trade Kevin Durant to the highest bidder, uh, give up on Ben Simmons and, and trade him and just start from scratch. It's going to save you a lot of headaches and honestly, you know, pull the Band-Aid off now, right? Don't, don't pull it off slowly. Rip that mother effer off <laughs> and start this rebuild because your fan base deserves a good winning basketball team. And unfortunately it, it's not working out for you. So uh, that, that really sucks, man. I feel, I feel for the Nets fans. I really do. All right, let's, let's move on here. Um, dude, we got 116 likes Calvin. We're getting there. We're almost halfway to remaking the Island boys video. Almost there. All right, just let's a couple talk about more national uh, TV wins, probably. Right, right. Let's talk about the schedule here. Early on, you see these big, uh, red, ugly-looking straight line with a little line on the bottom. Those That's are okay. no we're, good. We're behind. We're past those. Those are behind us now. <laughs> Four of those is no good. But hey, all these green marks are looking pretty good. We have quite a few of those coming up lately. Calvin, we're on a four-game winning streak right now, which is actually. The best winning streak in the Western Conference. Shout out to us there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We need more cowbell. Anyways, let's take a look at the next couple games here. Um, we have the San Antonio Spurs on Thursday. This should be a good game. The Kings are predicted to win again, Calvin. They almost got a 75% chance of winning this game. Man, we'll see what happens. The last time you saw that, we'll see what happens Holy with cow. Keegan Murray. He's you know listed out here. It's a little preliminary. Uh, we'll we'll see what happens with that. Um, but uh, give me your thoughts on the Spurs team so far this year, and then uh, and then we could talk about keys to the game. Well, I mean the the Spurs started off pretty hot. They're they're reeling as of late. I don't know how many games in a row they've lost or how you know what their their streak is over the past five or six games but they've been losing um they've had a few guys out that to me they're they're a very young team obviously uh that's built around a couple of wings Devin Vassell and Keldon Johnson are having great years uh they're shooting it really well from outside and uh it, this is a again a game that the Kings should win right like I don't think there's any sugarcoating this like this the Kings are a better team. They they should win this game. They're at home. 
Uh, expect there to be a lot of threes in this game because both teams like to put it up, which is kind of strange for a co- uh, Coach Popovich team, right? You don't expect them to really take a lot of three-point shots, but this team does take a bunch of threes. Jakob Pertl is a pretty solid interior guy for them. But again, Sabonis, that's a matchup that they should win. Uh, and on the perimeter, the Kings have too many options. So uh, they should put up a bunch of points again and, and win this game. Yeah, the Spurs, you know, they started out hot in their first, uh, let me see here, three, four, five, six, seven games. They won five of those. And then they've been on a, a pretty bad losing streak here. You know, they lost five in a row. They won a game, and then they lost their Played last some tough teams, admittedly. Games, but Including tonight to Portland. Um, so, you know, they're definitely reeling here. Um, I, I didn't expect this Spurs team to be a very good team this year, so I was a little surprised earlier on in the season. Um, but, you know, did you give your keys to the game here? Um, I did not. Give okay, I'll, I'll give game. mine. I'll give mine first, and then uh, and then you can give yours. But you know, this is a home game for Sacramento. Honestly, for me, I, I don't have a lot of keys to this game. It's going to be similar to what my keys were for the last game, and and that's going to be patient. Be patient. Follow the game plan, and just don't try and do too much. This is a game that you're supposed to win. Don't take it lightly. Don't, you know, like you and I, it's okay for us to be like, oh, it's the Spurs. They're trash, blah, blah, blah. Like this is an easy win. The Kings should win this game. But that is not an attitude that I want my players to have, right? And and this is kind of the best things about having a coach like Mike Brown, who's been there. He's done that before. Like you mentioned, right? They won 73 games. They lost the championship. So the work is not done yet. And I think that's something he's going to stress to this team. You know, they're at home right now, so they're going to have a nice day of practice tomorrow uh maybe they'll get a little bit of a rest for for the win tonight they're probably not gonna have to run as many laps or sprints um but you know that's one thing that he really needs to stress is is this is an nba team no night is an easy victory you got to stick to the game plan you got to be patient and you got to play your game and not do too much that i'm keeping it simple those are my keys tonight what about you definitely uh, my keys to the game are going to be to to beat them up inside. You know, I want to see much like tonight. I think they outscored Brooklyn by almost twenty in the paint. Uh, I, I would love to see that same sort of scoring dip- disparity against the Spurs. Turnover battle. You know, the the Spurs have some really nice young wings that are very athletic and good defenders in their own right. You don't want to give them easy opportunities in transition. Uh, and you want to play lockdown defense, the swarming of the bees. I really like that term, PK. I'm going to keep using that if you're okay with that. So keep the the beehive buzzing. Get out and run. Get some easy buckets. Assist to turnover ratio. Move the ball. You know, like a lot like you're saying. You know, stick to the game plan. What's gotten you to this point thus far? But beat them up inside. Yeah, good point. Definitely need to get to the basket. And honestly, you know, I'm going to be watching ESPN all day tomorrow. But if I'm Mike Brown, I'm probably telling my Kings players to not watch ESPN tomorrow because I don't want their heads to get inflated. I don't want them to think, you know, that, that they're the next big thing because they could be. 
but you can't have that attitude. And, and that's kind of one of the major things that I've thought about Golden State this year, right? Uh, one thing that I really talked down on Golden State this year is they seem to have a much different attitude this year where they think they're all this and all that. And, and I think that's really been detrimental to the team. So definitely not an attitude that I want the Kings to adapt, especially this earlier on. You know, you get, you got to have confidence. You got to have a little bit of swagger, but you don't want to be too cocky. You know, you got to be prepared. You got to put in the work. And, and that's the most important part. And, and I think this team will continue to do that. So, uh, you know, I, I'm predicting a win on Thursday uh, against the Spurs. I, I think that this is going to be another good game. And, uh, hey, Calvin, maybe they'll flex us into another nationally televised game soon. I, I really, really hope so. It's coming. If they keep winning, the, the national TV games will follow. I guarantee you that. Yeah, yeah. So then after that game on Thursday, we have a game on Sunday. So uh, the Kings are going to have two more days off after that to work on some things if they need to. Uh, at home, they have a game against the Detroit Pistons. Then on Tuesday, next Tuesday, Taco Tuesday, they face the Memphis Grizzlies on the road. And Wednesday, it's a back-to-back -back against the Atlanta Hawks. Just to give you guys a heads up, um, the basketball tournament is next week here in Maui, the Maui Invitational. I will be working for ESPN for the Maui Invitational, so uh, I'm still waiting on my schedule, but next week's streams are, are probably going to be a little bit later uh, after I get off work there, so just kind of a, a heads up there. Okay, um, I guess we can uh, open it up here to uh to the chat if you guys have any questions go ahead and write them here in the chat and we'd love to uh love to discuss anything here we've been on the air here for about an hour and a half but we got plenty of time uh you know it's it's just about 9 p.m here in hawaii uh shout out to uh jose on oahu that's awesome another island boy shout out to pk by the way have a good night man what what part what part um yeah Bye, PK. Have a good night, Tito. But yeah, if you guys have any questions, go ahead and drop them here in the chat. We'll be happy to hang around. Also, uh, want to remind everybody that is staying around here, as soon as this video is over, I have this video forwarding uh, or redirecting to our live for Thursday's game against the Spurs. If you want to hang around to the end, uh, I would love if you just go right over to that video, like that video, and write a little prediction in the chat about what you think will happen during that game. And we'll definitely revisit those on Thursday. I know you guys love to uh, make predictions and, and talk about the Kings. So I'd love to know what your prediction is. If you want to predict the score, if you want to predict how many points De'Aaron Fox is going to have or anything like that, you know, write a prediction on that video. And we'd love to revisit it on Thursday to, uh, to see what, uh, who's right, who's right. Okay, let's see here. All right, appreciate you guys. Nor oh, North Shore, that's cool. That's cool. I don't make it over there too much. I I'm normally in Waikiki. Uh, but, yeah, definitely some love for Oahu and, and all of Hawaii. The 808. The 808. Corey says, where are the Beam Team shirts? That's a good question, Calvin. We're going to have to talk with our graphic designer, He's currently right. on vacation. He gets back on Friday. We'll, we'll make some Beam Team shirts if you guys want them for sure. I think that would be legit, Cal. That would be legit. And shout out to Kevin Herter. It's an, uh, a legit name, man. Just, just fantastic. 
<laughs> Ninja Style says Delhi for KD straight up. Uh, I don't know if I'd do that. I don't know. KD's kind of kind of trash now. Oh, here's a good question. Do you think the Sixers will make the playoffs this year? And uh, before you answer, Calvin, they are currently seven and seven. They're the eighth seed right now in the East. Uh, Joel Embiid has been playing like an absolute beast, but James Harden's out. So give me your thoughts on the Philadelphia 76ers. I know you're a huge Tyrese Maxey fan. I am a huge Tyrese Maxey fan. I am also a huge Joel Embiid fan. The Sixers will make the playoffs. They are one of two teams in the NBA right now that have three guys averaging over 20 points a game. James Harden comes back. Hopefully he still is playing like he got off to a, a really nice start this season, uh, at the beginning of the season. Th this team is a playoff team for sure. <clears throat> Yeah, I I don't see any reason why they don't make the playoffs unless, uh, and I'm going to knock on wood here because I don't want this to happen, unless something happens to Joel Embiid, uh, I see this team making the playoffs. I, I see it similar to, uh, you know, what the Denver Nuggets did last year, right, where it doesn't matter who gets injured on that team as long as their star player, Joel Embiid, is healthy, you know, he's definitely going to take them to the promised land. Whether they're going to win in the playoffs is a whole other story, but uh, I think they will definitely make it. <laughs> Brian, I love that. Embiid, they will. Embiid, they will. Embiid, they will. <laughs> Barry, I got the Modelo going with a hot V8, a little lime, and a spot of vodka. I love it. Cheers. Cheers, man. I, I'm a big, uh, I'm a big, delicious. I'm a big Michelada fan. I, I'm a big, I like the Michelada. He loves his red beers. He orders red beers at the bar all the time. Yeah, they're great. And, uh, Jose, if you're ever in, um, Waikiki area, um, go over to Waikiki Brewing Company. They do a Michelada with a shot of tequila in it, which is, uh, it's pretty, pretty bomb. Pretty, pretty bomb. <laughs> oh man you guys love calling them saboner when's the 69 <laughs> saboner shirts uh i'll have to check that out i'll have to check that out that that's hilarious that, that's funny man everyone loves saboner how do we make it uh you know family friendly but also uh you know it stands out to the people that know right like i'd love it to be like a, if you know you know shirt yeah, we'll have to think about that one. Oh, yeah. Also, shout out to the bouncer here. Thank you, bouncer, for reminding me. If you guys don't know already, um, Calvin and I have another channel. It's called Basketball at the Bar. We're live every single Wednesday night, which is tomorrow night, uh, for Wednesday night parties. Uh, so the bouncer posted a link here in the chat. If you guys want to check that out, we will be live tomorrow night. Uh, I believe that's at 7 p.m. Hawaii Standard Time, uh, which is what, 2, no, 7 p.m., no, 9 p.m., sorry, the time change is messing me up, 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, um, and what is that, midnight Eastern Eastern Time, so make sure you guys check that out. We're also giving away a $250 Fanatics gift card on that channel. Um, there's a, a video titled Fanatics gi uh, Giveaway, just go to that video on that channel, Put in your favorite team, like the video, subscribe to the channel. You'll be entered in to win uh, that gift card. 
Shout out to Rudy Gay here for the super <laughs> chat. We appreciate you, Rudy. Thank you so much. Uh, welcome to basketball hell. Not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> Laban says it's an adult show. Uh, it is an adult show, Calvin, right? Just uh, It's like an adult comedy show, right? Like the one we went to in San Francisco? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just like that one. It's like adult swim, you know? Adult swim. Uh, I don't know if you guys heard this story before or not, probably, but uh, uh, Calvin and I went to a secret comedy club in San Francisco a few weeks ago. Uh, it was a strip club. We, we got a... We got catfished into a strip club by the the hopes of a comedy show. It it was uh it wasn't that good, but I I had a great time laughing at you guys because uh, honestly all the people we were with were uh, super uncomfortable, so it was it was hilarious. Uh, Bouncer wants a Rudy Gay jersey. You can probably get those on sale right now. I'm sure. I'm sure. Probably can. All right, Calvin, I think that pretty much ends the night for us. Um, so thank you guys so much for watching. We appreciate you all. Please don't forget to smash up that like button. Hit that subscribe button. We'll be live on Thursday after the Spurs game. This video will automatically direct you to that video. Go there right now. Like that video and write your prediction in the chat because I'd love to revisit those on Thursday, whether you want to predict the final score, a Kings win, uh, how many points Fox or Sabonis, or maybe even Terrence Davis has, uh, definitely check that out and uh, write your predictions. And then also tomorrow we'll be live on uh, Wednesday night parties at basketball uh, at the bar. Calvin, any uh, final words before we cut the stream here? No words, just more cowbell. More cowbell. Kings win tonight, 153-121 over the Brooklyn Nets. We're above 500, guys. Thank you so much for watching. Go Kings.